When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh-huh. Hey Mimi, oh. hey Gigi When you're driving around, just seeing the town Sitting bored at home, feeling all alone Fill up the glass, pick out a glass We got the tea, we got the sauce Get Queerified Okay, yeah! Let's get Queerified Hey, I'm Gigi Gorgeous I'm five foot two and based in Los Angeles And I'm reading for the role of host Hi, I'm Mimi, I'm five foot seven Based in Oakville, Ontario Reading for the role of co-host and this is our self-tape for Queerified. Oh my god, Mimi, are you so nervous right now? Of course I'm nervous. I'm not an idiot. Oh my god. Okay. Welcome back to Queerified. Today we have a very high-stakes show with one of the most elite casting directors in all of La La Land. But before we get started, please don't forget to call in with your queries. Call and ask us what's on your mind at one 844 queries As you know, that's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. And I want to read a review. Okay. This one is from Jen Alex from USA. Shout out to you, girl, who gave us five stars. And she said, The absolute best queer icons. They make queer teens like myself feel like they have a safe space and belong. It's so nice to get to know more about my favorite queer artists and allies and even some I've never knew before now. I'm obsessed with all their stories and advice they give are so helpful and encouraging. She also says, if you're ever feeling down or just lost or bored, this is where to go. Gigi and Mimi are one of the sweetest people. Oh, Mimi. So cute. And have given me such amazing friends through the podcast. Ah, uh, Jen, that is so sweet. Please leave us five stars and we'll read your review on the next pod. Oh my God, Mimi, she's almost here. Do I need to powder my nose? Always. Wait, you do too. Quick, quick. She's a Cali girl through and through, a West Hollywood nightlife staple on and off camera, and maybe the casting director to give you your big break, Chanel Perillo. All right, welcome back. We are here with Chanel Perillo in the podcast room. Hey, Chanel. Hi, Gigi. Hi, Chanel. How are you? Hi, Mimi. It's so good to see you. I know. It's so good to see you. So this is Chanel's first podcast, everyone. Ever. So go easy on her while you're listening. I'm just kidding. You're going to be like a pro and so good. Yeah, no, my first time. Like, I feel like I have a voice. <laughs> like she, okay. And also her nickname is Shut Up Chanel. So that should tell you something. The this, bitch has a voice. This episode might be the longest one you've ever had. Perfect. She's like we softening her voice also. Is this your podcast voice? This it's a little bit softer than usual. <laughs> It'll, yeah, it, as I, we get in. <laughs> so before we jump into all of the juicy nitty gritty, what are your pronouns? What do you identify as? Let's like, let everybody know. <laughs> Let's just dive right in. I am she, her. Of course. She, her. Um, although for years, Courtney Act used to say I was the number one female, female impersonator, but I don't know if that joke sits anymore. It didn't, it didn't uh, age well. It didn't age well. I no. think that's funny. It is funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I identify as a pansexual. Really? You do. 
I didn't know this. So, so Mimi and I were talking earlier and I was like, she might say bye, but she might just say hetero. I think pan just gives you the ability to be completely fluid in your sexuality. Mm -hmm. I'm pro pan. We know this. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. So have you had sex with women? (laughs) (laughs) So when was the last time you fucked a girl? No, uh... (laughs) No, don't answer that. That was a joke. No, I think your sexuality is a journey and Mm -hmm. I never wanted to put a cap on it. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I always thought that bi was almost constricting me. Like, oh, I have to like it pick is. a gender. Where pan, it's like I don't have to pick any gender. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think I about the gender. I, love I don't that have too. to think about it. What's your relationship with the LGBTQIA plus community as a cisgender pansexual woman? Okay, so how much time do you have? Uh, <laughs> 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 um, okay, long story short. Um, San Diego to L- New Jersey, born in New Jersey, San Diego, moved to LA with not a gay friend in wow. sight. Um, didn't know a drag queen. I mean, I'd heard of the name RuPaul, but I had no idea what drag was. I was, um, 2007, the recession hit and my Ooh. assistant job was like coming to an end and I was going to like give up my dreams and moved back to San Diego and I went to this dinner. The girl at the dinner worked for World of Wonder. They had just started RuPaul's Drag Race. She's like, for some reason, I feel like you would be great with drag queens. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, sure. Yeah, she just like had this feeling and like long story short, like I got like the, I got a call that day and was like, can you start tomorrow? And I was like, hell yeah. I called my mom, told her I was gonna work on like this RuPaul show. And she was like, oh fuck. And I'm like, what? And she's like, your life is literally about to change. And it totally did. So it was season, what season was it of RuPaul's Drag Race? It was the end of season two that I started out as like a little PA girl. So who was on season two? The end of season two was actually Sonique. Sonique season, the OG Shangela. We had Kylie Sonique on and she said that they wanted her for season one, but she had to yes. postpone her transition yeah. or something like that. Wait, but who won? She was the one who, who talked about bombing DragCon. Um, well, no, it was the season that everyone thought Raven should have won and actually Tyra Sanchez. Tyra Sanchez won. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I remember I, like my first day was the reunion for season two and it was like Kylie's big breakdown about coming out as trans. And mm. Mind I tell you, not one gay friend, like, and I'm like, what's trans? Like, had oh, no really? Like, had so she no was your idea. first? Yeah, like probably the first trans person that I, yeah, the first story that I had like, like heard and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Neek still remembers. She's like, I remember. She's like, I have this picture of you literally sitting at like the table by yourself, like, and you have like, I have like no tits, bangs, <laughs> no tits. like, oh, it was like, the bang era, like, yeah, like, dark crease that I like tried to pull off for a while. So other than RuPaul's Drag Race, what other shows like were you like getting to get? Like, yeah, on? yeah. So Drag Race was like that was Drag Race took I I was I took that show until season five and then I kind of like was at this crossroads in my career where I was like I continue I could like keep like playing the game of like doing Drag Race or I could like tour with the queens and do all that. Um, and so I chose that. And in between that, someone was like, you would be good in casting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
okay. Have <laughs> like, you ever just, thought like, about drag that? Race. Like, I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Like all these opportunities. Like I just was like, maybe that is something I should try to do. Right. And I feel like that's really like, that's good to keep like an open mind about like different opportunities. Like you never know what you're going to hear. Like it's like, oh, you should, you should maybe try this avenue out. It's like, keep an open ear to that. Cause mm-hmm. you may think you're on the right path, but I know like, you know, you working as like an assistant on RuPaul's Drag Race and then you go into touring, which is like, I know you conquered and thrived and then casting directing what you're doing now which is like so major so major and it's so fun and I feel like I really like one of the biggest things I always told myself was that because like the LGBTQIA plus community like supported me so much like I was always going to do everything I can to make sure that Mm -hmm. like I pitch like trans voices like diverse voices gay lesbian like back when like no one was pitching you know fighting for gay people to get on tv shows Mm -hmm. i felt like i always wanted to be a part of the fight do you have any advice for people who are looking to get onto these shows like Drag Race, for example. Yeah, what makes a great audition? I feel like now more than ever, there's like so many audition tapes. Yeah, and I really think it's like not giving up. I think that's the biggest thing is like people think they're being annoying by like keep trying at something. But like, no, like I think the most successful people like had to be a little bit annoying in their career, like in their heads of thinking like, oh, like I'm being annoying by like submitting again or trying again or trying to get better. Like, no, like that's all part of the fight. Like that's how people do get in like you have to like keep trying is pretty much Mm -hmm. and to make your social media look amazing i as a casting director like now instagram is like the number one place like it matters so much and people don't think about it and yeah like the way that your instagram shows how like shows the multi-layers to like your life and personality that's like huge like the number one so you're looking for layers yeah, also not just like like real stuff too. Not mm-hmm. just all photo shooty. I think a lot of like actors and people that are just getting starting out thinking like that everyone wants those like overdone photoshopped pictures when really like they casting directors are looking for more like natural like your life organic stuff. So I know like obviously being very close with you know like a bunch of places that you and shows that you've casted for. What was like the first and were you nervous? Cuz I feel like I've never asked you that and I would be so fucking nervous (laughs) having a bunch of people spill their life to me and me basically having to choose the ones that I think were the most interesting. Like, I feel like I would like make, I would would love it. I'd be like, you, you, not you. I wouldn't choose. I'd be like, but I kind (laughs) of like her. I mean, there would be some obvious no's. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like it'd be so, it's so cutthroat. I mean, the first casting job I had was Drag Race and that was insane to have that pressure on me because you're literally like the pressure Mm -hmm. of like, and I think that's where the balancing game got with me is like the pressure of like making or making breaking someone's, someone's career. career. Exactly. And drag queens are drag queens are like cutthroat. That's mm-hmm. why that that's why Drag Race now is very formulated in that you have mm-hmm. to send a tape and it's not it's different than the other shows I cast. So let's talk about like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's yes. extremely intimidating of a show to cast. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like bitches lie about stuff that they have. Lie. Like it's all about like money and like, you know, status and all that. But people like rent houses for when they mm-hmm. shoot and they like want to show more than they oh, have. And, and you've said to out. me several times, like if you're having, if, if your husband is having like money troubles, he'll be like, don't go on the show. Or like, what did you say about oh, yeah, that? Yeah, you'll like start to know like when a wo- <laughs> like a woman's like, well, I have to check with my husband first. And it's like, <sighs> you know, where they'll start to like pull back a little. And it's like, well, like we'll be like, oh, her husband must have said she couldn't do it. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. If you could <laughs> cast me and Gigi in shows, 
what shows would you cast us in? And, uh, and why? And why? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would cast Mimi. Let's start with Mimi. Okay. And the f- what would you be good in? I know. This is hard. <laughs> um, okay. Well, what's that one where you like go across the world? The Great Amazing Escape. Amazing Race. Amazing, The Great Escape. Yeah, I can amazing see you race. on an Amazing Race mm-hmm. type of show. Or so, uh, or also like a show about like up and coming podcasters, if you will. What? <laughs> no, like a real show that's happening right real now. Show? Oh, you don't want me to develop one. No, no, no. Know. Like, like a, I feel like you'd oh, be good in maybe like <laughs> Big Brother. Because you're very like, not unassuming, oh but I feel like you would be like, I wouldn't think that you were like some kind of like shark initially. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like that I feel like sense. you'd make it a really a really far away in Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Big Brother. I, I could see that. I feel like oh, a show that's on. Right or like now. you like food, so like Top Chef. A top show, a cooking show. Do you cook? No, I don't cook. Yeah, what she doesn't show cook. have you always yeah, yeah. wanted to be on? Do you want see first? You have to have probably a, like a Housewives. I would love a Housewives situation. Well, that's. I was gonna kind of combine the two of you, and I was gonna put Gigi on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I was gonna have you be like her best friend on the show because that's another a friend thing of is cute. Yeah, we do the casting of the friend uh-huh. of. It's like, like the, not holding the diamond, but like uh-huh. you're on it a lot. Like the shit. You still do the cast photo shoot, like uh-huh. like Sutton did. I remember she had like or the like neon Kathy. green, like Kathy, uh-huh. but she's holding, she's holding the diamond though. She's not, Kathy's not holding a diamond, is she? Isn't she? Not yet. I think that they're like, they seated her and she was a friend. Oh. Eventually, I think Kathy will be a housewife. She'll be the one. She'll be the number one. Like, some seasons they'll like throw a girl in to like get the audience to like get familiar with her. Right. Before mm-hmm. she's like an actual, especially if they don't want to co- fully commit to the show. Like Kathy might've been like, this is a tester. Right. Like mm-hmm. you never know. Okay. So what about me and not Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Cause obviously I'm going to be on that one day. So you want another show? You want me yeah. to be on another show? <laughs> yeah. Like what do you think that I would be um, like, good on? Like, like maybe like a beauty competition series. Like a Miss USA? Yes. That is reality now. for Miss, U- Miss yeah. USA. I would love to see you on like real world. Real okay. world. Just like living. That. I would be down I know though. It is, but like it's, I feel like now people get to so know more of you. you I would have cast like, Gigi when Gigi was younger on a show like that for mm-hmm. sure. Like pre-marriage. You and know like what I mean? Sa- when she more was, savage. When she was more of a wild child, if you will. <laughs> Has she changed? She's still in there. I know, right? <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wait, so I want to talk about our friendship for a little bit. So I don't know if people know that you were in my wedding. Yeah, it's crazy. You were in my wedding party mm-hmm. and one of two friends, really. So I, I look at Mark as like above, above, a fr- like you're basically like my brother, I feel. Mm-hmm. Tiffany's my sister, but it was you and Hillary that were in my wedding party. Do you, do you help? Did you tell them how many times I would like ask you if I was still in it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't know I that. I think the first time she asked me, we were like at Bootsy Bellows. Like, and so, like, the Wait, next is that day, when I asked you? I wanted I think, to ask like, you that too. I think, is that when I asked you? Yeah, I think we were like sitting at a booth. And That's you were, not like, cute. And you were like, and then, like, <laughs> usually it's like you wrap a present, they have to like say yes or no. It's like, will you date me kind of vibe? <laughs> I asked you in a club? Yeah, like, I think there was a follow up. No, that's up, cute. But, like, that makes sense. Like, I mean, it's very me, vibe. but God. Mm-hmm. That was Where's my vibe? maid of honor at the time telling me to not do that? <laughs> no, that's such a cute vibe. 
No, it was. And I thought it, I think I thought it was so cute that like the next day I sent a follow up like, are you sure you still want me to be on the wedding? And she was like, yeah. And For I'm some like, reason, I thought we were in my pool. It was like summertime. And I th- I thought we'd, I just ask you in the pool. I mean, maybe I so remember. much happens in that pool. <laughs> so like much. every life event happens in the pool. <laughs> RIP to the pool days until next summer. What was your favorite part about the wedding? Oh I, I feel God. like it was my favorite weekend ever. It was my favorite weekend. I can't, I felt like I was like such, I don't know. I really felt a part of like the mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. and the energy there like was nonstop fun. Yeah. And um, there were like assistants um, because we were both bridesmaids. Uh, did you have someone who was always looking after you? Yeah. Like I had and a personal like, assistant at that wedding. Wait, I forgot what? his name. Yes, they were like, I hey, didn't do you know need this. a drink? They were yeah, always the girl there. That was always in there. Mine was a guy. She had like and then she Oh Andrew. Had, I, Andrew, yes. I think we all had the our cuter, own person. Taller one? Yes. And they were like taking care of us. Are you hungry? Do you need a drink for the weekend? Oh, wow. So like Yeah, they really took care of us. Mindy because, Weiss, like, guys. Mindy Weiss. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think us all staying in that hotel room was mm-hmm. like the chicest part of it. Oh all. my and, god! Like your so dad fun. coming and uh-huh. like being so proud and I don't know. It was just very special. That, that photo of room. all of us the day after is like one of my favorite <laughs> photos ever. It's like a photo of all of us. Do you know naked. what I'm talking about? We woke up every morning <laughs> fully Busted. naked. People think the wedding is like supposed to be this like fairy tale. Like you just wake up yeah. and there's like butterflies and it's fine. No, it's like when you're young and you get married, you rage. And yes, like every rage. friend around us rage. So yes. I woke up every day. We had a three day wedding. I woke up every day thinking I can't do today. But <laughs> like the money got me through. I was like, I spent so much money on today. Mm-hmm. I will get in the shower and I will continue today. Yeah, that photo is fucking iconic. It was like the first night, or I think it was the wedding night, and you had gone to your like wedding hotel. It was not the bridal suite anymore. You went somewhere to else. Chris in our marriage. Uh-huh. Is that what it's called? Commemorate. <laughs> Um, conjugate? I don't know. Conjugate? But there were like 40 people. Conjugate. Conjugate. conjugate your uh-huh. Which we didn't. We ended up doing it in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but there was like 40 people in that Chrissy room. Did that too. <laughs> Chanel, you were there. And I just remember like ordering like 40 burgers. I was so stressed. I was like, everyone's hungry. Everyone's yelling their order. We were raging. Like I can't even say the things we did in that room while you were gone, Gigi. Oh, yeah, that party I missed. Yeah, it was a fall. <laughs> yeah, and I think the the wedding brought me and you together because I don't think me and you had really, like, we had always, like, FaceTimed. Uh-huh. But, but we, we had never, like, spent. And, like, the Palm yeah. Springs Bachelorette party, Bachelorette oh Bachelor God. party was... Everything. The fittings for the wedding was really the fittings. cute. Just the wedding. Uh, I just had just to have a wedding. moment because I don't know yeah. if people know that you were in my wedding. I feel like this is like worlds colliding, yeah. podcast life, wedding life. I want to go back a little bit because I never asked you this for your job, casting directing, cast directing. How do you say casting director? Cast, yeah, I wasn't correct to you earlier that like it's one people always say casted, casted, but it's just cast. Cast. <laughs> and it's directed. You know, like, casting I was casted. directors will do it too, but they'll be yeah. like, I casted this. And it's just like, I cast this. Okay. Cast works for the for it all. Mm-hmm. Cast. Mm-hmm. So and now you're things... going to notice people say it and you're going to be like, that's wrong. Right. Of the things you cast. Of the things I cast. Of the things. Oh my God. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Casted, obviously. Okay. Of the things you cast, what... What was like a horror experience? Because we ask like people who do like styling. We ask people who work with like musicians and things. Some people have name dropped and said, this is the worst person Everyone's I've worked with. Everyone's name dropped and I think you should as well. Well, you can name drop, <laughs> but we'll bleep it, right? Like that's fine. It was detox. Detox is the worst. No, you live for her. <laughs> I know. Sharing but... needles, huh? Uh, no, no, I'm not going to do her. Well, like not that. necessarily like drag race. It could be like anything. Yeah. And, and like why as a casting director? 
like people that were just awful. I mean, oh God, is it someone that's like no longer with us? No. <laughs> oh <God>. no. <laughs> um, no, I'm trying to think. Hold on. Okay. I mean, you could say it, just bleep it, but like just like a, a good, good old story time. Mm-hmm. Or say the show. Okay, actually, I have a great story, and you could totally say her name, and I hope that she's still with us. I feel really bad if she's <gasps> What is with all what these people mean? you've cast dying? She's a really... Well, I'm just trying to think of, like, a crazy situation. Right. Like, Did RuPaul ever make you cry? No, I always liked RuPaul. Oh, really? Okay, cute. Yeah. Yeah, no, Rue was the best. Like, Rue would, like, I remember I used to be, like, I used to chain smoke, and I'd be outside, and Michelle Visage used to be, like, <laughs> Chanel, when the hell are you going to stop smoking? Like, and Rue would be, like, she'll quit when she's ready, Michelle. And I'd be, like, thanks, Rue. So supportive. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there was this one queen. I produced um, Wigstock's Revival with Neil mm-hmm. Patrick Harris and Lady Bunny. Okay. Yeah. Is that still a thing? Lena and Candace performed there. I feel like that'd be so fun. Um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're like the originals. Like, uh, like can- full number, like choreo- Candace, choreography. If you look up the original, like the 80s. I was going to say choreography. Yeah, they were like the dolls back in the day. I mean, hello. So worst... Okay, cast. Well, so yeah, I was story. in charge of like 65 drag queens and I think they thought I had like a team. I thought they thought I was I think they thought I was coming to New York with like 10 handlers. Did you like, like lead it on as you had a team? I just was like I could handle it. Right. And like I you know and it was like Neil Patrick Harris and Willem recommended me so like I wanted to kill it and like I was like I got this and it was like Lady Bunny who like trusted me but there was like some queens that I had never worked with before and they're like old school New York queens mm-hmm. and they were like who's this little Mary walking around like <laughs> one of them kept calling me Annie and she was like this fucking Annie Annie bitch over here I've never and, heard like, that and like who said that, that? I like basic? her name was and at the end of the show, she was so blackout drunk the whole show that I kept pushing her number. And mind <gasps> I tell you, like if one person didn't go on, another person like would have to go on. Mm-hmm. And it was just me running around. And this girl was so, this queen was so drunk. And so I just kept putting people in front of her. And finally she realized that she missed her number. <gasps> And when I tell you I was, like, scared for my life, like, at the end, she was like, I'm going to get you. And, like, at the end of the night, I just, like, hung out behind Latrice because I was like, I was like, and, like, all the older queens were like, Chanel, like, it's fine. Like, it was crazy. But, like, is that what you're saying? I hope she's still with us. Yeah, because she's older in New York. I don't know. She's crazy. crazy. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping. Right. Okay. But it was, like, really bad. But, yeah, like, drag queens used to make me cry. Every other day. I never I thought you would cry. Oh, bawling. Like, crying my eyes <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, Chanel's emotional. Yeah, well, but back in the day, they used to be like, I want to make you stronger. Oh, that like, like they'd be like, thing. They'd be like, you don't know what we had to go through. Like, Gay people are insane. If you haven't... <laughs> cis, hetero woman. Exactly. If you haven't cried a day on the job, in a job that you're, like, thriving mm-hmm. in, then are you really working? Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah, it's, I've like, much easier to make... Really? Oh Are you really working? No. <laughs> yeah, entertainment. I mean, do you know where I first um heard of you, Chanel? Tell me. Years, years before Gigi even moved to LA, there was a video of a Marco Marco show. Oh my and god, yeah. It was like all of the queens they were like, "Shut up, Chanel." And I remember Detox was there. Um Raja was there and it was all this "Shut up, Chanel, shut up, Chanel." You're like a legend in West Hollywood. 
Oh, I've won numerous. Um, a fag hag of the year. You can't even say that anymore. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I said, Mark. I won you two, can't say fag hag. I won two fag hag of the year awards, and now I'm like. And then, um, I mean, yeah, but you worked for it when I was younger, and it, mm -hmm. a lot of it had to do with the Marco Marco show. Yeah, and I'll remember one in particular for the rest of my life. We were in New York, and it was an all trans cast for mm -hmm. the Marco Marco runway show, and mm -hmm. it was just so iconic. Every single person that walked down that runway was transgender. Yeah, and I don't know if you were part of the community yet then. But you were like a fierce yeah. ass ally. Like for you to be behind that, pushing the girls, yeah. casting the girl. It's like it that was so amazing. And it's online if anybody wants to check it out. It's mm -hmm. it's an amazing and it's never been done before. So we made history that oh, day. It and was totally history. Day. We just we always you know, we always wanted to do a trans show and but we didn't mm -hmm. want it we never wanted it to be like a thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that it was like it I don't know, it was so good. It was so good. The Marco Marco show was actually like my lead way out of drag race. And it mm -hmm. gave, like, it's actually one of like my passion projects, like one of the most impactful things that I feel like I've done in my career because it was like back in the day, our first Marco Marco show, like no one was using drag queens. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, trans mm -hmm. models have been around forever. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times having to go south yeah go totally. south but you know drag queens at that time like no i mean there was a i mean i remember drag race cruises where like i was one of maybe five girls that's like cared like that cared about drag race at the time there was like it was a <laughs> you, small michelle visage it was a small Merle. i remember constantly having to defend myself to my girlfriends back home in san diego like no i promise you it's an art form like, oh my God. God. Like, like it was like a battle now all of them are like saying tea and shade and i'm like oh lord <laughs> bitch where were you well, yeah the trend yeah but you were in one of our first like couple in shows. LA we weren't even that close of friends not yet. at all Marco was close with you and yes. he asked you to be in the show mm -hmm. and I remember being so excited about it no I met Marco on a mattress at this after party we were both <laughs> laying on this mattress and I was new to LA so I just thought that that was what an after party was in LA and usually times it is 50% yeah. of the time <laughs> so I was gross. laying there getting my life and he was like you're a star you're special and I was like thank you stranger <laughs> got his number we were like talking and he's like, I'm a fashion designer. You should be in my show. Went for one fitting, came to the show, downtown LA. Probably had been like three times. You she came with your hair and makeup done. Yeah, because I didn't know. I had like an attached <laughs> pony on. They're like, should we throw a wig on the back of this? And this is like pre-wigs for me. So I was like, um, no. I was so like, no, excited. it's a fashion show. You have to do what we say. I'm like, so okay. Excited. We had so many divas in that show. Like Yasmin Petty, Raven, mm. Detox, Milk. Um, Raja, like it was an insane that show, the one that one at mm -hmm. the cathedral downtown. The that, cathedral. That's Christine like, Quinn just got married there. You know that? No. Yeah. But a lot of shows actually filmed there that mm -hmm. I see on TV now because I'm like, oh, our fashion show was there. The but big yeah, like church. That was one of the that's like one of my favorites. So how long have you known Marco then? The designer. Since Drag Race. We met my first day on Drag Race. Um, there was a sub show of Drag Race back in the day that no one watched called Drag You. And it was pretty much like the celebrity <laughs> show that they're doing now. But with no but celebrities. It, but it was, it was, yeah, it was like middle-aged women that like mm -hmm. need a boost in their life. And the drag queens like were the professors. And mm -hmm. it's like amazing. It was like an amazing show. Matthew Anderson was like the creative behind <gasps> it. And like yeah oh legend um yeah so i remember my first day on set like i don't know i i, I was just drawn to uh marco and 
one of my best friends, Hector, um, they were like the hair and costume on the show. And I was like, who are these like cool guys on set? They like walked in, smelled like a little bit like weed. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be your best friend. And they were like, okay. Like, and I just kept pushing myself in their lives. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Marco Marco is, I mean, I met you at the Marco Marco New York show. I think that was at the town hall. And Gigi, you were wearing that green hair. And I remember me and my boyfriend were in the- Oh, that was the trade show. Yes. Yes, it was. It was, oh my God, it was so, that was like the first time I saw you in a fashion show. And it was a big deal. (laughs) Oh my God, three worlds colliding. Fashion shows are just so fun. The adrenaline, like I live for that. Like that's one thing like I love is like craziness. Like I love hecticness and like- fittings and times and like I don't know it's just I I thrive in chaos <laughs> I feel like I do too you do too honestly love it. I love, love it, it. Mm-hmm. the glitz the glamour like hoping everything goes right and then when it does like that celebration that you get after it's right like, it's so but when you're not part of it and this might be just me being so stupid and like too much but uh, fashion shows are so tiring. They're always late. You're sitting there waiting. <laughs> and you know, you have to like Duh. get through like people to get to your seat. It's just like such a moment. You love it, but I'm always like, oh my God, like this fashion show. I mean, you should see back. I don't think I've ever like sat. That's what I mean. I don't think I've ever sat in a fashion uh-huh. show. I've always been behind the scenes. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, there's the constant like, you're like, people are waiting. and But it's like, costumes are being like sewn on to people and there's like you know like whose lash fell off and that's why like it couldn't start right like there's always a reason why the show's not on time it's never like a stupid reason it's rarely ever they start on time unless it's like slots like in like new york with like at spring studios it's like you have 20 minutes so like you have to start which is crazy when you're someone like kanye west who probably has a team of like thousands and like you're still late like, that's how you know fashion that's shows insane. are never going to start on time. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I want to talk about a little bit. I just want to hear you talk about the soundbite queen that you are. I've had you say, remember that guy that was like, he was saying like, oh, I could fuck a girl or, or whatever. That's the sound bites you get bitches to say. Oh, and like yeah, the like art of that. The art of casting like sound interviews yes, and like yes. getting people to like trust you. And, yes. And just know or anybody that's like a, an aspiring director out there that wants to cast like mm-hmm. what's some advice that you could give because you need that juicy soundbite and I feel like you're so good at it like for people like I'm good at soundbites or like I'm getting good at people to tell me sound getting bites. good at people to give you soundbites yeah I think it's like people don't realize like in a casting interview mm-hmm. like everything should be a complete thought like go into mm-hmm. it like thinking like this producer is trying to produce me so like anything she's telling me to say like she probably wants me to repeat what she's saying in with my answer so if I were to say like what color is the sky like you're not going to be like blue you're going to be like oh the color of the sky is blue and I love it like you know what I mean everything Mm -hmm. should be a complete sentence like a yes and yeah Mm -hmm. and the funnier you can get in one sentence the better Mm -hmm. (laughs) and to be loud and like excitable like Mm -hmm. the word and your setup there's a here's another casting work when i pull up a zoom and someone's settings like behind them the lighting it's framed right they look put together like it starts us off on like the perfect note i am like oh breath of fresh air this is going to be a great interview even if the like their energy wasn't as good as the girl before but the girl before had a shitty setup or lighting was bad like she hadn't brushed her hair like 
You know what I mean? Like You know like, they're paying attention to the details. You know they're ready yeah, for showbiz. Yeah, you don't need to spend a lot of money. Like a cheap lighting kit and like something to prop up your laptop so it's mm-hmm. eye level with you, good framing. Like a good window. Just a, like open a window, the window. window in front of you. You never want win- like a window behind you. It's better to be like front lit and people yes. will think... Don't get with like that means like the window should be in. Yeah, just tips from the pro. Just look good, well lit. Do your hair, do your makeup. Framed right, rib cage up. And what's like a no no? Let's give me your no nos. I hate like a down up angle, like when the computer's Mm. like down here and you're like looking down when like. Wait, have you ever had like an audition call with a guy for like a dating show and you get on the call and he's like just jacking off? Um, I've had some. Okay, so I cast F Boy Island on right. HBO Max and like <laughs> so. I mean, or like, like girls with their tits off thinking or tits out thinking like that's what oh, you want to see. Oh, I've seen so many nipples. No, just on accident. They're like talking and like their nipple oh comes out. God. Or like You're one like, time perfect. I was interviewing an F Boy for F Boy Island and I, I noticed everything during the interview because mm-hmm. I like to make sure everything's like my boss's OCD. Shout out to Galoka. Um, but I <laughs> I saw this girl like sneaking in the background. What? And like holding her shoes. With and, a guy? <gasps> and this is mid-afternoon. Yeah, during so the interview. saw a live walk of shame. Yeah, and I go, is that That's a amazing. girl walking out of the apartment right now? And he's like, waves goodbye to her. And I'm like, when was the last time you had sex? And he's like, uh, 15 minutes ago. Like, he's cast. Perfect. <laughs> Imagine fucking a girl and then being like, sorry, gotta go do my F-Boy Island interview. But of course. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, great. That's epic. Yeah, I mean, there's, you just like know, you start to like really, I was so obsessed with sociology in like when mm. I, before I went to FITM. And I think that's why I like casting, like the study of people. And, I, mean, I and love like my job is to like package them and, Make them look the best. Find their storyline. Like, that's mm-hmm. so fun to me. Well, okay, final question before we get onto our queries. How would you package Gigi Gorgeous? Ooh, like to pitch for a show? Yeah, to pitch for a show. Like, what would you pitch for Gigi? Like, what would you put her in? Like, what's the show? What's right the, now, Gigi today. Right now, pitch her to I mean, Bravo. Well, Bravo, Gigi is getting her own show. Mm-hmm. Okay. It follows the life. Oh, my God. I can't believe, like, I'm being, like, I feel like you're my boss. And I'm, like, <laughs> you're like, I want to say the right <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like it would be, actually, no, you go. Yeah, I you do. Go. I feel like, I mean, I feel like it's a docu-series. Oh. Okay. I feel like it's a docu-series following Gigi and Nat on their road to creating their own family. Oh, I love that. I love that. I was That's thinking very Nick and Jessica and newlyweds, uh-huh. but it's been, I think we passed that point. It's giving mm-hmm. two years yeah, at this you, point. No, it's fertility. It's like the next step. It's oh, the next step. It's that. business endeavors, mm-hmm. starting a family. My idea would be for Gigi to go to like Texas or Nashville, like Queer Eye. But like trans oh, eye. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trans oh. eye for the trans I love that. guy. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Yeah. No, but also I'm actually, I'm doing this show with the creators of Queer Eye right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's for moms. So there's going to be like this That's mom cute. squad. So what if like. Wait, wait, so it's a group of moms so like, helping other moms? Think of, like, think of like, well, yeah, they need to be experts in their field. So think of like okay. Queer Eye, like the Fab Five. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, there's not necessarily going to just be five women or um, it's like not a specific fab five, but they're looking, we're looking for a team of expert women 
that would go in and help these struggling moms. So there's like an expert mom in self-care, an expert mom in um, design. parenting, design, all that. And they're going to like go in and help these struggling single moms. Cute. But like that would be awesome for you to go and help like struggling like trans girls. I would die. Absolutely. That's like my biggest thing. That. I love. Mm -hmm. That's my number and one. And you're good I'm at a, it. A pro. 10 mm -hmm. out of 10, Chanel. Great show, placement. Great <laughs> show. Let's do it. Pitch it to Fox. <laughs> okay, so we are are going to take a quick break but we answer people's queries that call in will you stay with us i guess all right we'll be right back <laughs> with chanel perillo <laughs> all right we are back on queerified with chanel perillo if you guys don't know we have a hotline at 1-844-QUERIES that's q-u-e-e-r-y-s -E -E we have some queries lined up for you chanel are you ready to answer with us i guess all right <laughs> Take Here it away, Mimi. Okay, our first query. Hi, Gigi. Hi, Mimi. My name is Alexis. I'm calling from Hollywood, California. My question is, I am getting FFS on January 20th, and I'm a little bit nervous, and I've never been in any surgery or put under anesthesia kind of nervous about that do you have any advice on how to deal with that kind of anxiety that would be amazing you guys have a great day stay gorgeous alexis cute question we get this question a lot and you've both had some cosmetic procedures Gigi, do you want to first of all you both had FFS. We both had FFS. <laughs> no, just Kinda. one of us here. <laughs> Gigi, do you want to let our the person listening to this podcast know what exactly FFS is? Yes. So FFS is facial feminization surgery. It's basically when you go in and tweak little bits of your face that might be more masculine than the mm -hmm. others, more parts that you are, you know, insecure about. As if, example for me, I'm very Neanderthal, so I had a big brow bone. So I got that shaved right on back. Mm -hmm. um, and I know you said you're having your FFS on January 20th. It's actually the 19th right now. So... Good luck. And what I would say is be and let be. Don't stress yourself out. The mm -hmm. more anxious you go into it, the worse for you. Just please don't eat after midnight. For my first breast implant operation, I actually ate candy all night until like 2 a.m. And I was like, it's fine. And I ended up like shitting on the table where I was recovering. Oh, so don't no. do that with your face because that will just be a mess. But you got this. Then yeah. don't don't shed. Mm -hmm. I feel like <laughs> surgeries always seem so much more scarier than than they are. Right. You blink and it's over. And then you're like the the worst part is like thinking like worrying if you're gonna become addicted to surgery. Like that's like my thing. It's like because after your first surgery, you're <laughs> well, like, it's too late for that. Bring them on. Uh, <laughs> I hope you are so happy with your results. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to be. You're going to yeah. be. It's, it's gender-affirming surgery. You're doing it. It's going to look fierce. I'm mm -hmm. sure you're going to be beautiful. You sound so gorgeous. And the thing is, like, it's so interesting after you get your face to see how it, like, develops and, like, mm -hmm. seeing how makeup sits on you. It's almost like you just have are, like, reborn in your femininity. Like, it will make it you feel so, so much girlier. Like, it's a journey. Yes, exactly. Like, they say, like, a rhinoplasty takes, like, a year to settle. Like, FFS does, too, and it's gorgeous. Like, you're just going to love it. I can't wait to... I want to see a photo of you before and after, and just good luck. Send us photos. Okay, next question. Thank you, Alexis. Here we go. 
Hey, DJ and Mimi. This is Nadir Laraki. I am from Miami, Florida. I've talked to you on your, I don't know what the name of that was, but you did something where you had people talk to you on camera and that was amazing. And you gave me advice on toxic masculinity in our society and having to fit a certain standard in masculinity, which I bet in some way or some form you have experienced pressure in being feminine or something of that nature and i just wanted to know what your experience with that has been and also when are you coming to miami so we can go to brunch or something love you stay gorgeous and love you too mimi oh my gosh you guys should have me on the podcast because i would love to talk to you guys i'll fly out it'll be gorgeous love you come on Madeer, thank you so much for your call. Gigi was actually just in Miami for New Year's Eve, but um, your question... Um, what was the question? I think basically he was asking about just like gender roles and like mm-hmm. expectations of femininity and masculinity. And I think there's such a high pressure for trans girls to be so feminine all the, the fucking time and really pass and be this, you know this beacon of femininity and same with Mm -hmm. masculine, you know, trans presenting males. And it's just like, it's so much stress. And I feel like when you first transition, it's all you think about every single day and I'm still battling with it. And Mm -hmm. I think the beauty in it is kind of just like letting it go and having your little like scale moment with it. Like Mm -hmm. some days like today, I'm fully glam, fully like giving like Barbie Gigi, but on like other days, it's like I'm in like sweatpants. I'm chilling out. Like, don't hold yourself to a standard that's like un, unatta- unattainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're super sporty, right? Yeah, like it's not always <laughs> just the most, but I feel like yeah, it is. It is hard, and I feel like toxic yeah. masculinity is just fucking terrible. Do you want to talk about a little bit of that? Whew. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think I started hanging out in the gay bars because of toxic masculinity in general. Like that okay. was one of my biggest like pushes into i remember like i loved that i could get dressed up walk to hamburger mary's on a friday night and like not deal with one guy trying to fuck me or say Mm. something to me or Mm -hmm. degrade me and like i was always safe you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think toxic masculinity I don't turned know you gay. With this. <laughs> turned no, I, I live for that. <laughs> turned you to the gay clubs. <laughs> it did. I used to go out like I remember going out fully alone. Like I would never do that at like you know mm-hmm. a heteronormative bar. Mm-hmm. Right. I think gay people need to listen to that because sometimes gay people are so misogynistic. They hate women they hate in women queer spaces. In there, but- and it's like, you don't even know if that girl is a lesbian. Like, first of all, relax. Second of all, like, they are here because they want to feel safe. So if this is really a safe space, they should be allowed here. But that's a whole nother conversation. But thank you so much, Madeer. Um, call us again. Maybe you will be on Queerified. And okay. let's do brunch, duh. I didn't, sound fun. I love how he ended it with like, that'll, it'll be fun. <laughs> no. Like, yes. Okay, our final question. Here we go. Hi, Gigi. Hi, Mimi. My name is Matthew, and I live in Toronto, and I've been a fan for quite a long time, but I love your podcast right now. It brings me joy every Wednesday. I first discovered Gigi on a little... YouTube show called The Avenue a million years ago, and I just wondered if there were any updates from the show, whatever happened to Arda, do you keep in touch with Claire, do you keep in touch with Rachel, 
for those of you who've ever seen the show, it's sort of like Toronto's indie version of The Hills. Lots of drama, very fun. Anyway, thanks so much, guys, for putting up this podcast every week. Big fan. Lots of love from Toronto. Matthew. Hi, Matthew. I think I know this Matthew, Matthew, by the way. Um, But yes, hi, Matthew. Thank you for your question. Gigi, do you still keep in touch with Rachel, Arta, Claire, Jessica? I don't. I don't. We're friendly. And I feel like, Mm -hmm. let me just say, this is something I feel like when like people get on TV, they hear about it for like the rest of their lives. Like it could be 30 (laughs) years down the line and someone would be like, oh my God, like I loved you on this show. This is this show. It really is. Like I get questions about this all the time. And it was like just the Toronto thing at the time. And Uh it was like fully casted. It was like a full moment. Oh, it was fully (laughs) cast. I, I still, I'll never learn. It was fully cast. And it was it was one of those things where it was just like in the moment and fun. We really mm-hmm. didn't know that it was going to be like a thing. And Mark, you were there for a lot of it. Yes, I was there. Like rec- I was well, I wasn't there for a lot of it, but I was there at the time. And it was how you yes. met your manager, Scott. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I still keep in track, keep in touch with um, Rachel. Rachel is now married in Toronto, living her life, living her best housewife life. Um, yeah, Arta. let me actually rephrase that. Sometimes I do, like like virtually, uh-huh. but I uh-huh, really haven't exactly. seen them for like years. Oh my God, what was this on? It, it was called The Avenue mm-hmm. and it was on like TV and YouTube. Oh my God, yeah. I have to watch. Can we have a viewer? <laughs> I mean, it's my old gender and name, but sure. <gasps> but okay, but do you know it who's is, right? like, it is. But oh, do you know who's like, we don't need to. I know, right? I'm like, maybe later. <laughs> who's been the most enigmatic and like the biggest change is Arta. Arta is a lesbian living in Europe and she is just like living her best European life. It's giving very like season three catch up and -hmm. like she's doing all this. Like, I feel like this is who she's meant to be. I'm so Mm -hmm. happy for her because you could tell, you know, Mm -hmm. that there was something happening inside her the whole time we were like filming and doing all that. Yeah. I feel like you could feel it. Yeah. She was, she was just gay through and through. And I'm just so happy that she's like just out and free. She's a gay empath. (laughs) And a trans empath. Gay and trans, lesbian, like meets a girl like you're a lesbian. (laughs) Like honestly, no, I mean, I don't even think I thought about my sexuality until like, until I started hanging out with you all and you push, like you would push it. Like, what are you? I'm like, (laughs) I'm a pusher. Yeah. I'm really good with gay people. I'm like medium good with trans people. I'm really bad with lesbians. Like I will never know if like they could be so butch and like, I will never know until they tell me like, oh, I'm a lesbian. I assume everyone's a lesbian now. I, yeah, I mean, it, my great gaydar has gone up but for I'm sure really, in the past I'm few really, years. I, yeah. It's a beautiful it's thing. A beautiful. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Chanel. Chanel How was that for you? you? It was good for me. Thank you so much for coming on and telling our listeners how to get on their favorite TV shows. You are a star maker. I mean, listen, guys, Chanel might be the person to make you a star one day. So hit her up. Chanel, where can people find you? And what are you working on? Can you talk about the show you're working on right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked about the mom show. My handle's at Shut Up Chanel. Um, <laughs> and that's because I can't shut up. Um, <laughs> and um, the show I'm working on right now is the mom show. But uh, before that, I was working on a show that Gigi was like super involved in. Uh, I can't. Like, emotionally. Um, but yeah, it's it's for a new major streaming service, um, like huge. Um, okay. Huge streamer service. So um, Netflix, one of the tops. Pri- okay. Disney Either, Plus, HBO yeah, Max, you, Hulu. You can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. can imagine in that realm. And it's it's a poly dating show, polyamorous dating show. 
<gasps> so we're casting, yeah, we were casting couples um, from all backgrounds. So, you know, gay, lesbian, trans, like all, the whole gambit of couples um, exploring polyamory for the first time as a couple together. Imagine those wow. auditions. How fun is that? Wow. That's what I, that is another thing I love about casting is you like learn about, you, you're forced to d throw yourself into you know, a different, something that you might not have normally thrown yourself into. Totally. About. Yeah, and I heard a lot of audition tapes that Chanel got and I was gagging. <laughs> I was like, so what did they say when they, they, they said this? Like, it's just so juicy to me. Yeah. Like, and I just, just your got eyes. into poly. It makes you be like, oh, like I'm polyamorous, but like now, like I'm way too territorial. But Same. Not right no, now, at least. I, I mean, I've been be. known to come out a few times. I'm a so. Leo. Like, I will eat someone if they, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, I was like, eat where? You know, no. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps up this episode of Queerify. Thank you again, Chanel. Thank you for having me. I hope I did okay. Oh, you killed it. Please let me know in the comments what you think. In the comments. Right. <laughs> in the comments, like a YouTube video. Yeah. All right, we will see you guys in the next one. Love you. Thanks to our very special guest, Chanel Perillo, and thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and me at Mark Maverick. Do <sighs> you think we got the audition? You guys, as always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. Cut! <laughs>